All right, well, let's get down. Let's get ready. How will this 50-50 essentially pay off? The free cam shot already sows major damage to Waltzy and MT with Legacy getting the early game favored position. I wouldn't 50-50 Legacy if you paid me. And it is shocking to me to see them be able to take the center of this building and still be considering a fight ahead with Moist, who, granted, don't have a whole lot of options. You can't very well split Echo HQ loot as easily as you could other POIs. And Moist, waiting on the low ground, at least have blue and purple to go with it. Look, and they've already used the Radiant Transfer. The cooldown's ticking through, but MT, Guild, Waltzy, we said in the interview, Guild brings all of the information for the North American teams, and now we move straight back in. But Legacy, having plenty of health to boot Niazel, I'm going to botch his name. Let me just tell you, Dia, and I feel so bad. But the angles that we are holding will reign supreme. Let that thermite burn. Legacy having an advantage, at least, in the positioning. They do have the option to just completely abandon this fight and move themselves out towards, say, Coastal Camp, Pylon, whatever their rotational path might be. But it would require leaving Moist unchecked behind, okay. not something they're super keen on. The result is going to drag out. Neither team taking too much of a risk. Yanya's got a nice angle, can be separated and jumped on. Goes for the beam again. Azul commits onto the low ground, takes down MT. It's going to be another falling, but Azul goes down. It's just Jaguares left. And with an RA45, manages to pick up Waltzy. It's a 1v1. Jaguares still waiting on the cooldown. Did use Conduit Q once again. Makes it, but does not break the purple shield of Guild before the shield swap. Moist win the contest over an Echo HQ. Let me just tell you, Guild being brought to the Moist roster, hitting that reset, that has got to feel good. But let's turn our sights to the north, where that zone is pulling. And we have got so much action here in the Pineapple Buildings to start. Furia in the north, Disguised and Co. in the bottom. This is not what you want, Disguised. Their first showing have performed so strongly in scrims and are currently being held into such a small space. It, when when the fight takes so long that other teams have already rotated into zone, you know that it's going to be a difficult game ahead. A team like Disguised, I would say, however, doesn't have it any easier. Very little loot for them, and sharing a nut building in the north end of zone means that it's a placement position and a relatively passive one at that. They can't do much to drop in gaming. We have a great angle to continue harassing DSG. Such a vital zone for them because they land in north pad so they have an easy rotation on in but for the teams that are making their way into north pad vying for a lot of those gazebos it's going to be really tough and drop in gaming just trying to secure some positions here already two knocks on the hand of disguised crook stunny and co maintaining their health they just need to find designful with the knocks they've already got, this should be a nice finish. There are there are no ordinances left for drop-in gaming, though, so they do have to commit their bodies, and that means that everybody else is going to have plenty of time to run up on them. The problem is that with so many surrounding squads, nope, it's not as simple as you would otherwise like to just walk into this building. TSM will, however, walk into another one, getting a defensive catalyst wall out on the other side. It's no big problem, and TSM, their loot, 
looking a lot better than Disguised was moments ago. It's tough, right? But they're in the exact same position, just in a different nut building, and they're taking on Furia. We were highlighting them at the top of the show, but what will that roster be able to do? I just see a bunch of white shields, so the loot differential, everything that Raven was talking about on a prior stream in order to increase that fight time without Conduit is living up to the quality of TSM's loot potential. Watson and Keon both being on white. It's going to be really interesting, but at least they have conduit on for his Watson so we can keep kind of reinforcing the team but the push comes to shove and they're just trying to maintain on the stairway madness goes down and now it's going to open the door for TSM to completely annihilate them they do take out Furia nice and easily this space moving up the stairs as unchallenged as TSM did should not have been allowed, but there wasn't a whole lot Furia could do about it. Tiff, we're going to be touching on this quite a bit, so I think it's important that we actually mention exactly what it was that Raven, the coach of TSM, was talking about. For people who perhaps didn't tune into the stream, didn't catch it, you can, of course, go find Raven on all of his socials. But uh, Raven was talking about the, the conduit and her value, because you'll notice that TSM aren't running conduit. And the essential argument came down to the idea that conduit is meant to, in Raven's opinion, provide more uptime for teams in fights. I've taken damage, normally I'd have to heal, but instead I can conduit. And his argument is that this is not particularly valuable, or not as valuable as many people believe it to be, simply because there are other ways to increase your uptime, be it through just having better shields off drop, having better attachments, positioning better, having better scopes, whatever it may be. That was a good summary. No, that's 100% it. Raven is a definite conduit non-enjoyer, but regardless, TSM has been performing exceptional. But as we get a good look at that zone, so many of our teams have already made it in, but with the atrocious zone pulls that we've been witnessing, and more in particular on Stormpoint, we are hedging our bets that it is pulling towards that Jurassic, towards the nut buildings. But for oversleepers, something that they're doing, rotating into the wall, they're going to play for that ring console and really get that information. But for our teams that have really hedged their bets, well, that zone pull shows they're right. Yeah, especially when you have second zone read, it's such a simple thing to commit to moving on up towards the north because if we get out into Cascade, everybody's going to have to funnel out through these chokes anyway. But if you actually end up going towards North Pad, there's just not a whole lot that you can do if you're already positioned outside, like, as we said, over sleepers. Because let's think about the areas of entry they have. They have the southern choke point, and they have a sharp drop out of wall. Not particularly easy for them to deal with. The Meat Lovers, one of the squads we talked about earlier, however, are also going to be a squad that should have a difficult time rotating. Unfortunately, if you're playing like this, it's pretty clear your game plan does not revolve around rotations. No, it definitely doesn't it revolves around fighting and it looks very akin to what we saw from Aurora earlier that Bloodhound Bangalore Horizon combo now on their rotation here out of Launchpad we can kind of look towards what information they may, may be able to get their rotation could take them kind of towards the lift on the left of the survey beacon and for nine lives well it takes them right into an engagement we're already expending some ultimates there and trying to disengage from the fight we want to stabilize inside this building because we still have to make it towards zone. Another one of those terrifying preseason qualifier fight god squads. But Nine Lies do not take the full engagement. Trading relatively evenly in Seto Station, they'll instead choose to move up towards the ring and should be met 
the squad right behind them. Skirt still shooting them in the back. The nine lies get to disengage, get to move their way up towards the future zone. And Skirt is, that's future nine lies problem. It's actually really interesting. I'm watching the pick rates for our lobby kind of filter through Bangalore, Catalyst, Horizon, kind of reigning supreme. And that's where North America's really different. Watson has only been picked twice, and it's the very heavy potential is actually in the APAC South region. But for Conduit to only make a stay on nine teams, roughly just less than half of the lobby. For those teams that are not running Conduit, hopefully you were paying attention to Raven's lecture on the fight uptime and maybe get your macro in gear. Regardless, we can see Sentinels kind of playing from the buildings on the right below right over sleepers though sitting on that triple part purple and charmander jp and vaudrick man look this squad gets me hyped it, yeah and for good reason vaudrick is i think one of the youngest pros we've ever had and on mnk the whole squad on mnk over sleepers are trying to do perhaps not the impossible but the improbable in our first couple of days of matches they are going to have a difficult task ahead of them, but with a triple MNK squad coming out of preseason qualifier with one of, as we said, the youngest and probably the most hyped players in Apex history. I'm looking forward to seeing what Vaudery and the team can do. JP going to try and IGL them to victory as DNO take a slightly different approach. They are sitting on high ground outside of the ring, but we're going to be thinking likely about evacing out of here. They could potentially be playing for that ring console then to hit the evac as well, but you've got to take that engagement first on. You were talking about most hype players, and then we immediately see Dude's Night Out come out, and I'm just like, doop. <laughs> I just got to give me a moment to be able to scream that. But Moist Esports looking poised to continue on their rotation, specifically post winning the contest against Legacy, but they were kind of running into skirt. And that team has been forced to take a massive negative rotation into zone to try and hit a reset. Looks like Moist are going to be facing off against Nine Lies who rotated in here earlier. I do wonder if they'll take the fight, but only they can tell us. Let's take a listen in with Moist. I'm down to, I'm down to look for this. I might drop spiders and walk out. Yeah, I think we look for this. 72 on one. I'm facing. I think we look for this. I'm walking up. Not every team's full. I'm in Phoenix and I'm I, I think I see that teammate. I think he's on the right. Did they have a horizon? I've just hit 156 blue. I'm crack, crack, bang, crack, bang. Split. I'm taking Coming space down. inside the building. It's a three minutes. Kill you, Watsy. I can't. Don't have him. Don't have him. Don't have him. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. This is bad, though. Yeah, let's push we might want to double back. We might want to double back. It's a three minute. Yeah, I think we have to. Can you smoke <laughs> our way back? Yeah. yeah. I think we might just want to like queue up or something. Right here? We can zip up, we can zip, we can zip. Okay. <clears throat> we still have time. We're gonna want to like crank a late evac through the choke or something. Are we gonna cast in? Come on, on the water! Nice, 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 keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Yeah? But yes, we are gonna have to crank a late evac through the choke. <laughs> yeah, I'm making it. We can slam down here. We can slam like in the rocks here. Yeah. Lots of squads alive right now. Yeah, definitely. We need to get like deep to rip it though, I think. Yeah, we Deeper do. at least. There's guaranteed going to be a team hard holding that choke. Yeah. yeah, there's a team on the rock in front of me. <laughs> the big rock. We might want to rip it behind this tree. Yeah, I think we have to. 
We want to rip both. You guys want to rip both? Yeah, you yours. guys go. You guys go. I don't have one. I do not have yeah, one. I'm calling mine. Both you do it. Both you do it. Mine. I'm taking the front taking... one. Yeah, taking the front one. Three should cover us. Oh, oh, yeah. We're just flying through. Yeah, go through the left choke. Okay. Okay. There's gonna be a skits landing. Follow me. Doing it. I, I proc early. I proc early. This is really bad. Slam this corner. Slam this corner. Yeah, slam this slam corner. Slam this corner. I'll smoke this. I can we land? Wait, they're fighting on the. They're fighting in the looking for us already. Yeah, it's chill, can it's we chill. get in? Can we get in? Can we go bottom? Yeah, I'm. I'm get, in. Me, get in. I'm get in. in on me. Get in on me. I'm batting. Hold for me, please. Is there any digis right now? No, no, no. Okay, I won't use smokes then. I'm walking up here. Look at the, the stairs. stairs. On the stairs. On the stairs. Crack. Yes, bloomer. Bloomer, bang. Wait, bloomer. Yes, I'm peeking. They walled. It's a bad wall. No tags, no tags, no tags. I'm nading in the corner. They can't do it, I'm sliding down. Play down, play down, play down, play down. Play down. <laughs> Come kill. Killing you. Huh? Picking this door, picking this upper door. He reinforced it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play on Waltzy in bat. Yeah, good. Care, careful of this window, Waltzy. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look everywhere. Wait, are they rezzing? Someone just rezzed outside my door, I think. I'm, I'm with you, Waltzy. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Kill this, kill this. No! Look stairs, look stairs, look stairs. I got about, I got about, I got about. Is there a team in this building? Uh, I, don't I don't know. Do you want to look? Yeah, look, look for out here, look for out here. On stairs, on stairs. Come, Guild, come. Listen to us. Yes, 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 yes. Go me, go me. Healing, healing. Bang one, bang one, bang one. I'm going to the top. Guild, get in, Guild, get in. I'm getting in, I'm getting in, I'm getting in. I'm batting. I'm batting, I'm batting. Okay, we got to chill. We got to just, we got to run out of here somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look at the boxes. I need bats. Yeah, I need bats, I need bats. No bats. Yeah, drop me a bat here. Alright, good. Can we play out here early? I don't know. <clears throat> when this conduit ult's out, we might need to like. Can't we could try and kill this team above us again. We're triple. They're fighting over here. They're fighting Do we look what for it? Knocked? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really think so. Do you want to try and fight the team above us or no? I think we just sprint to watch here. Out, watch out inside. Watch out inside. Um, healing you. Healing you. Healing you. Yeah, yeah. They have a one, one shot. One shot. They, they have a goo on the stairs. Picking, picking down low. We might want to just run early. I'm batting. 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 I'm down, I'm down, empty. I'm following Where are we you. Going? I think, follow me, follow can me. Can you up behind or bang off? Jump to this other wall. Yes, I can. Keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. I can chill here for a bit. There's a team bunker? Mm. I don't know if there's a team bunker. There is, there is, there is. There's a team out here, there's a team out here, guys. Bang out behind. Yes, 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 yes. Where, 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 where? Bang out, bang out 150, bang out like right here on me. 150. All right, bang out thing. We just want to slide mm. it into here and play there. There's a, there's a team no, out here. I'm sliding down, I'm sliding down. Not with you, I'm coming late, I'm coming late. I'm good, I'm good, I'm here. I got stunned by his bang ult. I'm make hitting. We're trying to grab us, smoke us, smoke us, smoke us. I don't have smoke, I don't have smoke. Just play low, play low, play team low. Team out here, team out here. Play low. We're gonna look behind as well. <clears throat> I'm looking. Can we swing bunker? Can we pick bunker backside? Wait, wait. Let me see, let me see. Yes, 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 yes. Come peek. Come. Watch out. Run, 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 run. Yes, 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 yes. Healing. I'm going in, going in. Ready, good, ready, good. Switch, switch, switch. Play slow, play slow, play slow. On the front! Three people! Flash, 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 flash. I have to bat! I have to bat! I have to bat! I'm weak! I'm weak! I'm queuing! I'm queuing! I'm queuing! I'm queuing! Swing in! Swing in! Bang! 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 I'm batting! I'm batting! I'm batting! Get it down! Soon! Killed! Just got one more crack! Nice! Native Gaming gone!
set gone and they are just moving forward meat lovers able to move into the position that x set has found themselves and moist just trying to stabilize a banger game for them here in map number one welcome to north america moist that what a fascinating way to navigate this zone close. Nine Lies now starting to push up on Moist, but that's going to be very quickly dissuaded. Guild should be able to heal up, and the ring continues to be so punishing, pulling up towards drop-in gaming, or shall I say former drop-in gaming, as they get wiped off the map. TSM gone over sleepers. We had so many people playing those three nut buildings just towards the eastern side of where that zone had already closed, but you know who did make it out? LG Dia. Managing to survive for now. They're actually holding in a position where a lot of teams are going to have to move through them. That includes Moist, Nine Lies, and Meat Lovers, who are still down towards the south end of the zone in the IMC Armory. Ring starting to close. DNO hold the northmost point. I'd be curious to see kind of what they're doing up there because they had to fend off a lot of teams to be able to make that space for them. But for Meat Tech taking on the Titans of Apex South, Moist right now, the latest to join, but it's going to be Waltzy, the first one to go down at the hands of Luxfordy. This, this ring does not mess around. It's a late cat wall and a late rotate and a late push from Nine Lives as they start moving up on the Meast, mo Meat Moist fight. Nine Lives do still have all three members up, but Laser goes down and it's to dupe as DNO start to take charge. Look at top three now. Nine Lives, LG, and DNO. But look towards the spacing here, Dia. It's going to be Dude's Night Out, Dupe, Crossed, and Senox holding such magnificent space around that rock, able to put immense pressure onto Nine Lives. Meanwhile, it's just LG kind of vibing out by themselves. Trying not to attract attention. The win condition for Luminosity here is absolutely getting DNO to fight Nine Lies. The bait in with the res beacon has DNO on the push, but no res is going to come in for Nine Lies as Dynasty goes down and DNO have control. As you said, we know that Luminosity are still moving up and with a catalyst wall, they control the angles really well. Sweet does go low, swings through the wall, almost goes down and somehow dips, dives and dodges just behind this rock to get the health off. Slayer stays out in front again, very nearly going down and he will fall as DNO turn around. DNO dupe able to make that clutch and grab Slayer there. Now Sweet, will he be able to turn this around? Not when Nine Lies are putting- the finishing moves on to Slayer, but it's going to be DNO making their approach from that eastern side and holding out just underneath that dark veil. But the moment that wall falls, it's going to open the doors and all of those lines of sight will open. Sweet's going to die. This is a second place for Nine Lies. That is certain. Dupe starts to move up. DNO want to finish the game. Nine lives actually go down as Sweet just takes the 1v1. Then to give it up, will they do so again? It looks like the answer is no. As everybody lands once again and Moist, unfortunately, have to fight for their POI. Waltzy goes down. Jaguaris claims the first knock. Everybody from Legacy still alive with a devotion, charged up and ready to go. You do not want to challenge Yanya on this angle.
<laughs> no, you don't. 40 bullets now down to 24. And ammo is looking a little bleak for this squad, waiting on that conduit cooldown to kind of reinvigorate this squad. They've elected to slow heal. But for Guild and MT, let's keep an eye on it, because Guild looks like he wants to stick that res onto Waltzy. And if they get their numbers back up, you know, this will be really interesting for Legacy. And they do, they get the res. A nicely placed Arcstar as well. Guild does get sent immediately afterwards as nobody could possibly hold the angle with him. Go is down as he finds a knockjack. Juarez, the second, and though the res was good, Moist do not survive the aftermath. Legacy needed that, especially after being forced to kind of draw out that drop spot, head on over to Millage and, and make a relatively awkward rotation that they're not akin to, specifically having not practiced that in scrims. Now we'll be able to look towards that. But for the zones, oh my God, Dia. It, I'm done. It actually, it might be, it might be. Once we see that second zone, I I also like, oh no! I was close, I was close. All right, you're welcome, Axet. This, this, I mean, honestly, it still could, it still could be within like 50 meters of what you predicted. Like we could end just south of Exet here and it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even surprise me, Tiff. <laughs> I'm gonna start, um, except, no, I'm just kidding. I don't you should know, start man. a Patreon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> donate is... me for a little bit of manifestation luck, let me just tell you. But for Skirt, who's got Cenote, they've got crafting, they've got information, and Exet have already moved into this building. Now, I like this play for them, and you can immediately see that Oblivion see the same thing that Exet does, and they want to try and vie for a little bit of positioning here, because if the zone is going to pull off of this, it will be really atrocious, considering just how open the spacing is around them. And it was really tough as well as that Xset boogied their way into zone with plenty of crafting mats, but no actual opportunity to craft. They did not get to make full use of that and really bolster themselves for a late game. Instead, they're choosing to play this open area, which I don't think is a mistake. It's just an unfortunate curse of where they're at right now. They do have control over the gravity cannon and with Koifel alongside them, you can control this building, especially at short range, quite easily. My question will just be, is it going to be worth it? I mean, that's gonna be a really interesting question. Now, look, I was dabbling into some uh, streams this week and Hodsick was throwing up a lot of VOD reviews, so I was happy to mm -hmm. see him back streaming, but in particularly, something that he was talking about were the priority rotations for those zones. And Cascade Falls is essentially priority to where this is going. You look towards those neighboring POIs, checkpoint, command center, wall, be able to walk right into this. So maybe that's exactly why, as soon as they saw where this zone was going, they're like, nah, we're not gonna craft. We're just gonna farm with those mid-range akin to maybe the 30-30s and try to make that happen. But Sentinels, man, they're not gonna make it to zone. Man, they're Sentinels gone. is not having a good day. Uh, it is it is rough to see the way that they had to navigate the past two games and in pretty different zones as well but the early rotations are not working out for them teams perhaps a little too comfortable going over and pushing them as north america is wont to do it's a region that yes well well while we play well we play respectfully are also willing to push your boundaries a little bit as we see kind of this nice free cam of Cascades, we'd imagine a lot of teams are gonna get caught up here on rotation, but for Knock and Exit, they're really putting a lot of pressure here on those teams that are looking to rotate for from the north, more in particularly Furia and Evolution.
furious spot. A good one in terms of, as you said earlier, alluded to the concept of priority for them, making it just out of wall, makes it super easy for them to hold this high ground. Not a very common zone ending, but an active position in terms of taking advantage of squads that would leave wall late, that might have to rotate down from the north late, because you have all this high ground on them. And TSM being the squad to rotate behind you does present a really good opportunity for Furia to shut them down. It does provide an opportunity to shut them down, but they could be vying for this ring console, playing for that next. They could stay here, kind of hit it again. You can see they already have that information in the mini-map on the left-hand side. But what's more important to this, Dia, is when those zones kind of interact on one side, you can see they essentially overlap. It will likely mean that that zone can essentially pop and pull towards that direction. So if they can get that third zone information and make a more accurate call. We already know they're a really impressive fighting squad with Verholz putting up significant amounts of damage despite being in that anchoring position for TSM. I'd be curious to see where they move because they're able to get the crafting here as well and no one's really up left north to be able to chow them. Evolutions hit a massive negative rotation and Disguise still has not come out of north pad. The slow moves from our squads is going to give plenty of teams, as we, as we saw from TSM, the opportunity to craft up, to get a better angle. And this week's crafting rotation is actually really generalist and beneficial. The 3X, of course, slotting nicely onto the 30-30. And with the SMG meta that we're in, having a stock, the backpack, and the helmet all incredibly useful. So... TSM will have just been able to make use of that. Very few other squads actually nearly as privileged. Those coming from Cenote had the opportunity. Those coming from Mill and Devastated Coast, say Meat Lovers and Legacy perhaps, will also be able to get their loot to a similar position, you have to hope. Ooh, so while we see the update on the ring, we're not actually getting the one that I was more specifically talking to, kind of mm -hmm. closer to where native gaming has positioned themselves, but my eyes immediately go to Luminosity. Sweet's 200 IQ plus brain has called it exceptionally well and you can see at command center no one is rotating in behind him just yet i know oxygen's kind of working their way from the northern side kind of just south of zoo station and are making that play and they could potentially put a threat to luminosity and chow them for that beautiful positioning but for dno currently sitting in third on the day that rotation still coming through I, I do wonder, actually, since Oxygen are playing the high ground to the north of Command Center, I wonder whether they'll try an evac tower into the ring as opposed to trying to go through Command Center and fight teams like LG. Already, with Xset gone, their storm point has not looked good today, and I don't think Oxygen want to take that same risk because they have very little to lose. Up for Luminosity, checking in with them and really putting pressure on the teams around them and more in particularly oblivion and i think it's really interesting that you bring up oxygen again because they land command center extend out to that northern side but there's really not a lot of places for them to gather information so knowing that they can see now they need to pull back throughout here and well sweet um the smorgasbord of cells and uh ultic cells is quite nice this is going to be critical in keeping them topped up as well. Normally, when you have something like a conduit, you're able to power yourself up over time, take a lot of poke, but 
the shield cells just make that even more true, even more active, especially when you need to evo as much. LG still wanting to make it over to red. It does look like there will be other squads encroaching on their territory. TSM likely to encounter LG if the zone continues to pull towards them as both squads will be fighting for high ground control just as they did last game. These are nearly identical rotations from the TSM and LG squads. Look, while we were watching the map, I'm pretty sure Exet was unseated from their building. Despite having that early rotation, they are gone. Mm-hmm. Bit unlucky for them, but uh, as we said, their, their storm point today just has not been up to par, especially with the standard that they set just last split in year three. Nine lies, though. Having a pretty solid day and disguised looking to chow them design on high ground here utilizing probably the gravity lift from horizon trying to find Take a it. cheeky yeah. move and a black hole goes out coupled with some arc stars throw it down the nade spam is real and design is just frying giving up the high ground though without getting a knock bit risky from disguise as they've now lost a lot of autonomy on the low ground enemy tries to swing through the cat wall but another horizon ult will dissuade them gravity lift available if disguised want to take the high ground but they give up the fight no knock no nothing nine lives barely even hurt after all of that Meanwhile, off-screen Skirt has fallen. Dude's Night out, taking them down. But this fight has been so expensive in terms of wasting and utilizing those abilities. So Disguise, you need to get in there and capitalize on it. Design takes a lot of damage, but they're finally One. able to get a knock onto your reach. The trade comes through. But for Design and Enemy, without a conduit, they're still pushing head first into it. Disguise go down, but this fight has meant so much more than that. Nine lives who were so close by swoop on in for another kill. Evolution about to go down with just one member left, ratting it out, seeing how long they can survive. It's Budo up on height, unspotted by Nine Lies, and yet unlikely to survive. Uh-huh, outspotted the grab lift and the triple swing just completely eliminate them. But we turn back our sights over to Cascade Falls, drop-in gaming flat native GKS, and even meat lovers out into the distance. We know that rotation is going to come through and it's only a matter of time before we're forced in to a lot of the openings. But for Legacy, making their way out of that contest over towards command center the big boss that they're gonna go up against against oxygen esport but after taking down the titans of moist let me just tell you they are probably feeling confident this is like oxygen has a position like being a piece of meat between wasabi and spicy mayo it is just it's too overwhelming you can't actually enjoy the sandwich when it's got this amount of flavor on both sides. Legacy on one end, LG on the other. How are you expected to leave Command Center alive? That's going to be really tough because I'd imagine if if LG starts hearing some things, but they're still trying to show out and hold their space. But for now, Oxygen Esports are trying to gatekeep Legacy and they've got positioning on their side. As they move forward, Vayne upgrades courtesy of damage over to a blue shield, but the opening is going to fall. Aiden down wow. and out. And right now, Legacy will hold the upper hand. Reads, man, you have to reinforce that door. Good piercing spikes placement, but it's going to be really tough to find some stabilization. The smoke and run from Vayne. He's back inside, but Legacy, they want more. 
Bane plays that almost perfectly as well. Defensive Catalyst Wall keeps them at bay. The res has gone off, likely a shield bat has gone off. Will the knock come through? Yes, it does. Knockdown shield is what Yanya ends up finding as Aiden gets full thirsted and the two-person squad of Oxygen is left to run and run into the waiting arms of Hootith. It's LG on the other side. Sweet, looking for some more KP and they're gonna funnel out the tunnel, but not just quite yet. Nice. I do love that they've placed some piercing spikes behind them to try and fend off against Legacy, but it's really tough for me, right? You've got Luminosity on the outside and the ex-Luminosity roster now at Legacy on the inside, but for Drop-In Gaming, who have shown that they are a force to be reckoned with, let's go ahead and jump into a listen in with them and see how they take this engagement. There's no team, there's no team up here. Come up him. I want it, I just want it, I just want it, I just want it. Nice. No. I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run. Come down here, come down here. If you can. Oh, your lives. Oh, your lives. I'm gonna die. There's a, there's a crevice all the way down the right here. I'm over there. Keep coming here, keep coming here. Not guy right there? Yeah, I see that. Just ignore this guy on the roof. Just play close in the building here. I'm healing. Right we need thirst this not guy for loot. I'll do it. Right above us on the left, I'm swinging back around to you. Need. Did you have smoke? No, no smoke for 10 seconds. Careful, 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 careful. Fine, fine. They might swing us off that. They know where I do. Yeah. Careful. I'll shoot that. I'll shoot that one second. They can't really swing us. We need to like somehow get up here. I think you guys walk up the east side, bro. Like, like, you guys, like, fuck. Yeah, we need to run up like, to here. No, no, yes, energy. yes, yes, yes. Um, all the cells yep. or no? No, no, all the cells. Okay. As a two-person squad, drop-in gaming have very limited options. With five seconds left on the zone close, the zone close that is taking us up north, they're going to have to walk up alongside everyone else, including Native and Flash, to challenge TSM and LG. Furia eliminate oversleepers off screen, but we're here with Oblivion and man, they were able to finish off nine lies and break into the top 10. Currently sitting fifth overall for the day is not a bad showing for this roster, but as we turn our sights towards that next zone, this is going to be a very tough rotation, which is going to make a lot of these resources, especially this dark veil, very vital. Preemptive wall from Akimbo comes down just in time, but Ark gets fried behind them. It is still going to be a trade, but Akimbo low and Blinks are barely alive, the more descriptive term for that. Leaves Oblivion without a whole lot of options in the zone still, pushing them on forward. Another ult comes in, this time Horizon dooming them to die outside of the zone. Meat Lovers and Oblivion go down. TSM ult from above as they start pushing down onto Furia. And they have such a nice position here and all the space to work with. They've got the trees, they've got the high grounds, they have a building, and they have a minute to whittle away at the rest of the lobby. Meanwhile, Legacy finally in that bloodbath of a battle against Luminosity. This is where things get a little interesting. Yaguarez himself has to clutch this up. Nice. Can he take down Luminosity? No, Sweet and Funk will be able to clean it up. Immediately stick the res on to Slayer because there is a rotation that still needs to be had for them. God, Sweet's HP is so low. And you got to ask yourselves, if Legacy 
didn't make it past LG. How is it that Oxygen have a member out here? How is it that Vayne is still alive in the dead center of zone? Furia may not hold that title for much longer as they've got to hit a reset. Madness getting back into the game. Watson going to come next. The smoke's now available from Madness. But LG are looking on this from above. Mobile respawn beacons are starting to drop in. TSM takes the eastern side of the, rather western side of the zone. And with a Kraber in hand, three shots left. Can TSM find themselves a game win in the first half? Hey, they've got positioning, they've got zone, and a grab lift to high ground for Verholst and Hal. Will they be able to take out their next victims? They look like they've set their size on to that lone member of Oxygen Esports, and Vayne will fall now into the top three. Luminosity would like to keep on frying, and they set their sights on to Furia. The swing comes through and completely eviscerate them. This will open up TSM to be able to walk straight into this fight. It's not even the first time we've been here this season. TSM versus LG once more. Last time it was DZ. And this time TSM want to take that win with a numbers advantage, no less. Verhulst covers from the top with a flat line, no less. Walls still available, but they don't use it to cut off the fight because they know it's a fight they can win. TSM keep pushing forward. Verhulst trying to make a pathway in and Funk goes down and now TSM able to right the wrongs of the first two maps of Stormpoint and get back to the top of the win. The big thing that I'll be watching here right off of the bat is just in terms of the momentum of today. Luminosity already right on the rip here. Dead set and center. Finding early blue and set up for a double peak here with Slayers and Funk. Trained eyes, double cracks found here. I mean, this is the way you start off a contest. Radiant transfer coming through, trying to get Slayer and Funk back up to fighting potential. And well, this one's a little interesting. We've seen a lot of people vie. Specifically, it's going to be Skirt that look for those donut-esque buildings, try to find a gun. But for LG, they have forced Skirt into a building and are essentially manipulating this contest. Oh, pressure now on the interior here. And of course, Slayers, of course, on that catalyst as well can also dictate the presence of how they play this on the doorways here. Still tempering their time, tempering their approach. Luminosity has to make a decision at some point. They're not a team that wants to be slowed out on the rotate. And they don't want to go down either. They're leading the charge of the day with 39 points and contesting on the last three maps of the day for World's Edge. You cannot lose any points. We want the momentum moving forward. And at this point, essentially <laughs> camping on top of Skirt, who are sitting on two whites and a blue. What will Luminosity do? I wonder if they just baited that smoke to say, hey, we left and now they're going silent. Dead silent. bit more than just dead silence in apex now i'm really curious if we do have any listen-ins available because i really want to hear either what's going on in the minds of sweet or what's going on in the minds of alp well in the end it is going to be the actual let go here from luminosity which i appreciate right on the tail end of that round one starting to close here and i think this is appropriate because as i was saying earlier this is a team that has dictated their success by getting to the positions that count early on here obviously you want to come out on top of a three-piece kp win on a contest but that initial crack and even the slight mistake and good 
thinking with the, you know, tricky smoke, I mean, it isn't enough. Luminosity knows that there's better points to be had by playing this one out. All right, so we're going to basically just call it a wash. Neither team essentially wins. It's just effectively a stalemate, but I love the fact that Scurry just snakes out and tries to put more damage on, and I can also say that I'm really grateful that we get Awakening's real name. I think he's been running as Randy throughout scrims, and it throws me off a little bit. That's okay. I can be a Randy. You can be a Randy. We're all Randys deep inside. Why does that sound like a, a TV show? We're all Randys here today. But for our zones, man, we had a lot of zones very similar this, to this in the EMEA region. So look where the positionings are already to be had. We talked about those priority rotations, looking for power spots that Graceful was talking about. And well, Lava Siphon has that ring console, which we know Verholst effectively likely hit and immediately made a play for Dome. They have a ring console there as well, which will give them more accurate information. But a lot of our teams have already moved in. Yeah, most of these teams, notably TSM, Legacy, and Nine Lies, probably in the best positions to be making these impacts when we start to talk about rotations towards the exterior of Dome here. Granted, still could be finding its way direct into this POI, but that slight pull back over towards the southern edge leads me to believe that this one might be catering out towards things like Mini Dome here, hence TSM's position. They don't want to opt for space on the interior where they're inevitably going to be caught out by the stack of other rotating squads. Instead, they're going to hold these edges out, clear out their backside, and then slow walk in for that final piece of height before Mini Dome is valuable. Well, for Skirt, after effectively the stalemate, they've set their sights onto over sleepers and Charmander effectively done and dusted from the lobby. And this Dark Veil was expended to make sure they could grab the loot from Charmander before pushing out through the choke and looking for the rest of the squad. Now, notably, this is a major hillside here. It's very likely that we'll be seeing the complete, not recovery, but at least escape of the likes of sleepers here if they're continuing to foot this one out. For Skirt, though, hey, they're more than happy. They don't quite get the success of that first wipe and instead are led astray by the sounds of the beasts above, the flying wings of Exet, who are happily taking an evac for free. That's not even the ones they are touching toe-to-toe -to -toe here moments ago. I don't even think they know that. Well, Exet have made their way just a little bit closer into ring number one, coming in in 16th place overall on the day, effectively grabbing another evac tower to get them through Monument and maybe over into the choke. Now you start to look at where you can see Dude's Night Out, kind of in that Harvester area, which way will Exit choose to go? And the calls come through and they're, they're moving on more effectively towards that Lava Siphon-esque area. I'll tell you what, I do like this from Xset, but they're going to have a rude awakening here, especially given their position forces them to start so far and away out there in trials. Uh, they're moving just as fast as you would think they play into zone, but speaking of moving fast, bullets move faster, and Akimbo surely finding that out. We know Disguised really strong on World's Edge, and, well, they've already got a knock onto one, and now the hunt ensues. They want to find the other two, and moving on into this tunnel space, the hit fire with the 30-30 reigns supreme on the second. But now, like a cat playing with a mouse, and Arcology done and dusted as well. Can you really call it a hunt if they make it look that easy? It feels like bullying to a certain degree. I don't know what bullying in a hunt would be considered. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not, not really too sure, but Skies pick up another, currently sitting in ninth for the day, wanting to move up the leaderboard. I can imagine that that squad is not going to be happy with that positioning, considering how dominating they were looking in scrims, but Graceful said it himself, you know, scrims, man, it's really hard to justify and, and take what you see there. It's kind of all about just learning, trying out different things, limit testing, and see what works in your group matchups. But for Sentinels, Whoa. this is really interesting. We know that Dia is, a, is an avid Rampart enjoyer, but this legend composition, Loba, <laughs> Rampart, bang. This is something that needs to have zone presence. This just doesn't work. Talk about rotation ability. They don't have it here. They have no closing gap, and the bang is the only bit of safety they truly get, especially when those walls are down here. And here's my thing to look at they're nowhere close to where they need to be. This hillside is incredibly punishing. And while yes, you can extend a shield, a wall all day long here. If you can't close the gap to get down towards that south side where we'll be seeing the end of this zone, you're just going to have teams run up on you before you can ever make things like the Rampart Loba combo work. Oh, that's so interesting let me just tell you but for x set as we follow their journey they've made it over on towards bridge and i i do enjoy this positioning but it's very much akin to what we were witnessing from aurora's rotation on world's edge and they were talking about how they weren't happy with their world's edge performance and aurora has played from this building as x set walks into it i start to think they don't have that next ring information they're going to have to go just a little bit further and i'm a little nervous for them it's not particularly the worst spot to be here, but knowing that our zone is catering up over towards the southern side of the map here for Xset, they've got two options, whether it be into the beasts and walls themselves of something like Sentinels or through the cave system, either side, they're going to have to end up taking a fight, especially if they don't have evacs available. And I'll tell you what, Dip, I'm pretty sure other than nine lives here, Legacy and TSM, I'm pretty sure there's probably other squads who've also contested for these lovely spots of real estate. Just kind of like perusing our free cam, looking at positioning and exit have moved out into the building away towards the tunnel. Knock is just looking for some information, especially alongside Koi. Now, Koiful has had kind of one of the most interesting journeys joining that exit roster, providing a lot of value in terms of fragging potential. And with Knock, on the bang, able to smoke and use the digi to try and offset and take a kind of stealth approach to that. But they're effectively going to go back towards where fun is on that conduit. Now, some things to be said about the conduit radiant transfer. I know Graceful was talking about how kind of how interesting it is that it can go through walls. Well, it can go through walls, but they have to be within 50 meters. So Koifel and Nock being in this tunnel aren't going to effectively be able to benefit from that radiant transfer. One big thing to note here is that Flat also on the other side of things has the conduit to play with as well. So taking a fight in this exchange does them real no benefits in terms of the composition that they're currently working with, right? A conduit v conduit is a lot of the mathematics that teams are taking into account here when they talk about getting those early cracks, getting those early walk-ins, and maybe they even found that information out poking into the cave and now has forced them to opt for the hillside instead. Meat lovers hitting that evac. You can see they've got eggshell kind of pinged in the distance. They want to play off that. I believe it should be free for now. They make their way into the RV. Now, this is something really interesting to be said. Avon's on the Valk. Now, 
Typically teams that play from RVs will have a Catalyst or a Watson. On Meat Lovers, they have neither. And for an aggressive squad getting out there on the edge, the fact that they drop off some of that major taking ability compared to what other aggressive comps we're seeing for the Valkyrie instead goes to show what they might be looking to take advantage with. First skirt here, trying to go for the push on the opposite side. Instead, it'll be a grab lift that pressures them back in a ways. As a result, going to dissuade or at least extend some time here. Might have lost their targeting. They're effectively mirroring Exet by maybe a minute. Exet have already moved in to potentially where Sentinels was holding with that Rampart, but Skirt needs to make a move and make a move soon with Oversleeper's JP, unfortunately getting caught amongst a lot of them. Moist making a play for their rotation as well. Now, granted, they were in big mod, moved into stacks, potentially got some information or are just kind of playing off whatever, but they're rotating back north, maybe swinging around. And for GKS, they're still in ring and they're going to do. Yeah, for Moist here, it is success, at least for now. And notably, most of the squads, at least the smart ones outside of stacks here, should have likely rotated over towards that north side. So there might be a lot more spaces than you could potentially think. Granted, on their way up, the meat lovers will show them what they're worth there if they try to contest for similar positioning. For Skirt, they lack answers right now. We look towards an evac to be their launch into the potential play, but with 18 squads remaining in many of these spots we've discussed already, we know for a fact for Skirt, it won't come without a fight. Here we go, Skirt making their way towards that infamous building I was mentioning earlier. With that next zone information, as Ring 3 closes, I'd be more curious to see where it is moving. GKS, I was asking, hey, what were they going to do? Well, they're going to die by the hands of Moist, looking for more KP and Skirt. They've set their sights forward, and that's going to be DNO trying to make a play. A solid knock drop down, longbow from distance. They're going to extend out the Dark Veil to cover this rotation from caves, especially if anyone's looking for similar positioning. For DNO off of this drop, they know they've found one, so already at a numbers advantage, a gold knockdown will be what they have to crash through here. But with bullets galore, they're able to berate it. Oxygen Esports LG eliminated elsewhere as well. But for this squad who keeps on that rotation, one member of DNO was able to get out. Now you can see that Disguise wants a piece of this and they have destroyed DNO and they are setting their sights on to Skirt, constantly berating them with those Thermites, just looking for an opening here. We look to it, we've got a Digi threat and things can get spicy, but Native Gaming will be slown by Timmy as well. Caught from behind, but immediately giving away that position, except from above, take advantage. It will cost the life of Nocturnal there. Koi just barely pulling out recovery, but seeing their moment to strike. Skirt start to walk their way up the hill, and Furia pinch from the other side. We knew Sentinels wasn't playing from a very powerful position and they will fall off screen as well. But for Furia, who have been making so many well-timed plays here, they oh. look to capitalize on that. Keon able to get back to his Watson and Madness. I can only imagine what Madness is sounding like trying to rein Keon back in the reposition around this rock. And you look towards their loot. We need a little bit more energy, but Keon electing to play a little bit of that Verhulst double AR meta. 
It's something that gives them the advantage, especially in the matchup directly against things like that conduit, having that extra clip size and damage to work with. For Disguise, though, they find little answers here in terms of this next move up. While Furia have left them in the dust, the remnants of Skirt are more than happy to pick up the KP that beat. But for Albin Scurry, the minute they crest the upper line of nice. this hill, they are shot back by Furia, making their reappearance. The fact that they're able to somewhat stabilize behind that dark veil and get their shields back up as we have to keep rotating. The ring is at their back and his Watson able oh. to get that moving disguised eliminated and we power forward skirt not able to hit their rotation as well and Furia turns the tides starts destroying so many other teams. It's going to be drop in gaming and flat moist as well trying to find their way in the great migration is upon us. I can't believe Furia have found themselves a position shot from both angles off of a good dark veil, but it's finally this, breaching the interior of Dome that comes to bite them. Legacy from inside and from the outside, a final wipe that sends them home in eighth. For Legacy, they know they've got one more roster out there that they could take advantage of, but this lobby has been decimated off of a Dome pole. This is really tough, but beautiful free cam shot to set it up. Nine lies in the back buildings. Legacy will have to move just a little bit, but not before they're done. Gorgeous. Wreaking havoc onto flat. So set our sights into that next zone. There was a ring console the entire time over there. So for the teams that had controller legends inside with most effectively a lot of cats in the lobby, they would be able to accurately predict where it was going the entire time. Meat lovers who took that rotation played from RV and essentially walked in on the backside. They're poised to have a solid positioning, but only with moist esports, depending on where they're going to enter the zone. It's a tough decision for Moist here, but optimally, they probably are likely to fight the back and there, and as a result, might stunt the growth or power potential of meat lovers. For Nine Lives, I'm curious to see what kind of height they can play above the silos that they're currently set upon. And for TSM, holding that building out to the very last moment and waiting to strike is something I'll be looking for here. For Evolution Legacy, they might be starting fights early. Starting fights early, but Moist answering the questions that we needed. We've seen people play from the silos and effectively using the Radiant Transfer to get back up to full health. But here come the Vertnades. We saw them be so powerful and early on, and this is going to be the toughest positions to play and stay out of those sight lines of the neighboring 3030s. Legacy still trying to get into zone and being forced into essentially evolution, but meet, meet with the Sentinel Tech, the Landlord, break Breaking apart the squad and Yanya able to stay alive, but that zone is taking away at the white health and you don't have much cover to work with here. For Yanya, the back of the zone just barely pushes him out of this source of cover and instead shot out again. Like you said, a Sentinel from Tech seals the deal and brings us down to our final three. Nine lives, TSM, moist here above and actually meat lovers still over on the opposite side. It's going to be a really interesting game now down to the final four squads. TSM entered this match 16 points out of first place. That was held by Luminosity, none of which we see right now. They did not make it over towards Dome. So if TSM can put up enough numbers, they can move up the leaderboard. But nine lies as well from the preseason qualifiers would like their chance to be able to do the same. 
Now, something to note here is in comparison to silo endings that we've seen in the past, this one comes alongside a heavy precedent of Horizon here. These grab lifts yes. all currently available to make the switch up and play for similar positioning up towards something like Moist whenever they need to. For Nine Lives, already kind of starting to look there with the extent of their own grab lift, but they know the minute they pressure for that same angle, Moist are more than ready to put damage down where it counts it's going to come down to a split second decision here among the teams see who comes out well quite literally on top having deja vu looking at this zone with teams in either buildings a team on silo and that was a good shout to talk about the verticality from horizon utilizing that grav lift that will be available but with an amped up sentinel tech is just looking for any angle that he can to whittle down the numbers on the neighboring teams Oh, and Meat don't have Horizon. That's going to be a big one here, especially on the low ground and how they can foot this one forward, knowing that they can't even play for a majority of the space that leads dominantly. Oh, if you're dropping a Valk ultimate this late <laughs> in the zone, you, you deserve to be headshot, dropped, what about and ended evacs? fourth. What okay. about Eva? All right, all right Eva, I'll take Eva. I'm, I'm trying. I'm right, trying right, here. Right, you're gonna, right. you're gonna like put up a big target on your back, and there's not really a lot of time. <laughs> it's gonna be really funny. Whoa, whoa! Can we talk about Guild's use of the piercing spikes on the other silo? This is smart. In the end, they're gonna expend that grab lift on the exterior of the door. That's gonna really punish TSM, but they've got great responses with the dark veil of their own to give them minute, minimal, but effective cover there. Barely the angles are found to send reps home, but Verholst and Hal just able to stay a little bit alive. Reps has fallen. That arc star, it connects thanks to Awans. But for Moist, the high ground, it can be a curse, it can be a blessing. And Skynades, well, they're coming through. So we need to look towards MT on the conduit. The Radiant Transfer comes oh. through, and now they just start slaughtering Evan just gets annihilated from the grav lift tsm out meat lovers out and moist they want a win and they get it source is all nice and topped up tsm gonna be the beneficiaries of that as well but we all knew this was going to happen lg fight once again for their home in lava fisher they immediately drop onto the donut building in Lava Fissure and Slayer, something that's really smart for them to immediately reinforce the door behind them. And now we move forward throughout these essential catwalks. Now, something that we've seen throughout scrims is factually nice. missing the catwalks. Well, now we're going to be missing Scurry. Nice way for Funk to drop down as well. That was just some, some nasty Ooh. play with the triple take. Even interrupts the res. Waiting, buying time for the rest of the team to come over. You've got Sweet coming in from above. This duo is dusted as Entry with the triple take takes down another and Skirt have just one member left. One member that should be running for the hills. That's really interesting because sometimes when you see these Lava Fissure contest, and I, I know you think to Amiya, we've seen this prior, we've seen this happen even in North America. You run north. But we know that someone is going to be getting all the loot in Trials, so Alb is going to effectively have to manage that. And you actually get the audio cue that it is happening. Skirt, or rather, I should just refer to them as Abrolele now because that's the only player left. Uh, will likely have to play through the north to avoid exit, which means that you're not only a rat, but you're late rotating into a zone that otherwise 
is fantastic for Lava Fisher because let's not forget, Lava Fisher also inherits, in most cases, the loot from Mirage Atois, which puts this incredible path right into the zone, laid out perfectly for LG to say nothing of the fact that they have 2KP at least to go along with it. For the rest of our teams, rotating into and around Harvester, it is going to be a bit of a difficult decision. Do you try and play out of Harvester or the lines over by tree for a late move in and being able to pick which side of the mountain you're on? Or do you decide, hey, we're going thermal or hey, we're going bridge? Well, for Oxygen, they're going through Tunnel. They've got the mm -hmm. ring information. They know effectively where they would like to position themselves, but a really slow start to this match day showing for them, starting out in 16th place. Now, granted, because the points disparity is relatively close throughout our entire lobby, one good game could effectively bolster them into maybe a top five position. We did get a look at that ring and kind of where it is pulling towards, and I saw a bit of thermal station in it. So for Disguise to land there, well, they're going to have relatively easy journey, but Disguise don't necessarily play heavy zone. No, that they've honestly mixed things up quite a bit through today's game today's games but none of them have been disguised sitting in center ring a lot of time they will wait until zones three or four pick a position and run for it the exception to that of course being in our in our first couple of games where they tried to play the nut buildings really early on and i think that's a big reason why they're not doing it anymore because it did not go well <laughs> Did not go well, but we still have all 20 squads in the lobby, despite LG effectively winning that contest. I'd be curious to see what Alb is be able to do. There was crafting in Skyhook, and I can only imagine maybe he's just looking to loot up on Med's northern side and effectively try. I wasn't sure if he was able to get banners, but I think they do run conduit for the contest and should be able to craft. It's always a possibility as teams like Drop-In Gaming make their way into Thermal. The game plan pretty darn clear from here. You can sit in these buildings likely until the end of the games. It is a very common end zone for Drop-In to take advantage of, to say nothing of their shield cells, of which they have plenty, and a Watson on top of that. Right now, you want to poke, get your Evos up, and largely not expose yourselves to too much risk, because at the moment, you are setting yourself up for an end game. That's what this position as inactive as it can be, is meant to do. I don't think drop-in gaming gets enough love. So I would really love to talk about them for a minute, especially when they're kind of positioning themselves for that end game and effectively going AFK per Graceful's uh, terms on that beautiful halftime show that we had him on. Crook, you know, he's really been a staple in the competitive scene. He's played alongside Atlanta Premier, but Free Furia, you mentioned it was going to be tough making it through Harvester, but well, they found crafting. They smoke it out, and they're just kind of lurking, looking to make sure no one is here. I was there really, is. I was surprised we were considering a wall, but with the shields as they are, Watson cannot take any risks on being shot off of this crafter. So it'll be up to oversleepers to really press the issue should they decide that it's necessary. Bottery with the gold shield already starting to move through the center of Harvester. Well, JP, the oldest mouse and keyboard player in the ALGS, stands on the other side, white shields and at 31 years old. I want to see how this old and young pairing of JP and Vaudery goes throughout today's games on World's Edge. 
Ooh, we get a check in with that zone and kind of where it's going while it's closing. We'll effectively get to see that next pop disguise still in thermal station, but LG poised to take the choke. So they rotate throughout Lava Fissure. You're right. Go through Mirage Etois and drop down playing that side, but their backside effectively clear unless DNO decide to negative rotate outside of zone. I don't anticipate that, but something to keep an eye on for meat lovers. The evac tower reigning true and looking to head themselves over maybe to Lava Siphon. It looks like, honestly, that wouldn't be a bad idea because Lava Siphon has crafting. There's also, note the single member of Meat Lovers dipping out towards Big Mod, the chance to get a zone read off of this, which will allow the rest of Meat Lovers to really effectively predict where the ring is, as opposed to, say, teams like Native Gaming, who have had to sit on the outside by Harvester and, chose, and choose to play the fence line instead. We actually get a look at them right now as TSM should be fighting themselves, encountering Native soon. Both of these squads needing to choose one direction to make their way into Thermal. Neither one particularly pleasant as both are uphill battles. Well, for TSM, who have found themselves in six, and they were able to net themselves one win on Storm Point, you know they're not necessarily going to be happy with that. I feel like TSM will only be happy if it's win, 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 similar to what Oirein was saying in EMEA. <laughs> Yeah, and that's honestly, that's exactly what happens when you win as much as TSM have in their careers. To not be picking up victories on these regular season match days should, by all accounts, feel like a disappointment to them, especially when they have this amount of expectation on their shoulders. They're playing so slow, so cautiously right now because they've already fallen significantly behind the expectations that a lot of people would have had for them today. And they're in sixth place. Oh, checking in with drop-in gaming, effectively AFKing with the Watson Stunny. Beautiful fences, let me tell you. But I was talking a little bit earlier about Crook. Now, he is effectively playing Bangalore for drop-in gaming. And you think back to the duration in Apex comp, Crook used to play Gibby and Anchor for Atlanta Premier before they got signed to Oxygen Esports. I'm talking in the depths, right? So transitioning into a more active role has been quite interesting. And I really love to see the journey for Crook's growth. And now, Crook used to play alongside Enemy, who you'll note is actually signed to Disguised's roster both incredible players both overlooking in this case the fight up on height where flat with minimal resources left uh, are attempting to hold on to a very nice position outside of thermal this place has a lot of priority and unfortunately as these teams are discovering a lot of attention thrown at it as well oxygen in this case throwing a couple of nades over as we should be getting cracks 93 for aiden off of that frag and a knock from bane means that oxygen should be able to wipe at least one member get a quick shield swap and hopefully continue the fight Nano was able to effectively be the first squad from Flat to be done and dusted, but Exit wants a piece of it. Flat will be the first team to leave our lobby. We were sitting at 60 players for a large majority, but Exit, they need a dominant performance in these final two games to make this first match day for them beneficial. Koifel. I has already spoken about how crucial it is for him to have an IGL that he can trust that lets him just go forward and kill teams. Right now, Exet are raining Koifel in. After having gotten just a few knocks, they're trying to play the ridge line over here in between Harvester and Thermal. Control as many squads as possible. Stay active because Exet cannot just get placement points right now. They need kill points as well.
GKS, they need kills. They need placement points. They need a little bit more. Now, GKS is one of those preseason qualifier teams. Also, you got Chaotic, Stay Naughty, and Sauce. And, well, they have to hit this rotation. They did play for that third zone information, and now they make their move over towards it. I'm a little worried about the rotation that could come through from them, specifically with Sentinels and DNO in the midst. But for TSM, they also are going to have a very interesting rotation to make with Moist kind of lying in wait here. Man, if they've been shuffling their feet too. The fact that both Moist and TSM are right next to each other is just further evidence of the fact that getting into this ring is such a miserable endeavor for both of them because they've chosen to rotate a little bit late, perhaps one choosing a little bit more than the other. Looking at UTSM, who have made use of all of the crafters so far. Moist are starting to make their way down, which means that their backs in this case will not be clear as TSM start moving up towards Harvester. Opposite directions for these two squads. I find it interesting that Furia has positioned themselves towards those supply bins. They've extended out Madness, and he's kind of effectively putting pressure and poking, looking for information. But the space that they've maintained, I'd, well, honestly, let's hear what they're up to. A quick listen in with Furia. That team, the team that was, was wrapping lower just wrapped into Cubby. Behind them, mirroring them too. Um. This, this, this team is dog panicking. Come on, bridge went bottom Harv and they're turning in here. I almost killed one and I think there's two teams in Harv. I think there's two teams in Harv. I'll be still. They're looking for an opener. Yeah, you can you can get good angles on them. I I don't I don't have an angle yet, but I, I'm trying to look. Cubby Cubby could third party us. It's bad smokes. Double yeah, balloons, double balloons in back tree. Here you. Can we kill one? 50, 50, purple. Uh, 36 left in the middle. Yeah, dead. Nice. Nice. Great shit, Key. I'm looking back at Harvey, bro. Yeah, I'm, Harvey's I'm, on trial. I, I, I have. They're coming out middle door, middle door. It, they're going in Lava Ravine, Lava Ravine. 42 yeah. on Ving. 42 I'm gonna play up. I'm gonna play up a little. Okay, let me know. Can you Wait, call me over? Can you meet me? Can you behind me? Look, look at me. Look at me behind me. Okay. It might be a solo. No, do it. All team. Everybody's full. Okay, I bang with them. We're going left. All right, Key, you gotta back out. Key, you gotta back out. Get out of there, Keon. They're stuck underneath. We need to kill them. We need to kill them under. Yeah. I have digis, bro. I'm trying to sell. Are you still, are you still there? Under? No, opposite side, opposite side, opposite side. Control our Control our space. Control our space, boys. We need to fight them, though. Yep. Are they still under? Wait, they're wrapping towards Cubby. They're wrapping towards, towards Cubby, I think. Are they? Are they? Yes. Yes, look over. Look, 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 look over. Look over. Look over. Yeah, get, we need weapons. Flat, 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 flat. These are kills. These are kills. Right, Horizon Slash. Horizon Slash. Horizon Slash. Crack conduit. Crack conduit. Yeah, yeah. I'm spinning. I'm smoking. I'm, smoking. I'm, I'm holding. I'm holding this. I'm holding this. Cargo looking. Cargo dead. Nice. Horizon one. Horizon one. Nice, nice, nice. I'm batting. Someone. I'm batting. Cargo one. Dead end. Nice. Behind us. Behind. Behind. Behind us. Another team. Third. Third. <laughs> back up key. Back up key. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay, just fight. Hold shield. Yeah, there's left side, left side here, left side here. What, 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 what? The smoking. No, 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 no,
Did we get mirror? Did it zone that? No, it was the team that. The shield swap unable to come through for his Watson, but what a good stand for Furia against the Titans of TSM. That was so incredibly close. And at the spray transfer from Watson, I mean, that's what makes this player in the ALGS history books so legendary. Even now, TSM cannot double back for Hal, and they're going to have to play this out as a duo. That's if Reps even makes it. If Verholst can survive, a wall goes down, giving Verholst the chance just to I hopefully avoid attention, but even so, I can't help but think that this wall is going to attract some of it. It definitely will. And now Verholz left solo to try and rake in as many placement points as possible. We set our sights to the other teams left in the lobby luminosity after effectively taking Lava Fissure for themselves, forcing Albin's skirt out early on, looking to get back to the top of the leaderboard. Sweet and a wingman. Save a better duo. You got Funk there, <laughs> effectively throwing the Radiant transfer and just putting so much pressure forward. And it means that Sweet never has to dip back into Papa Shield Bat. It's reload and another volley with the wingman. Honestly, keeping Oblivion more than honest, absolutely decimated. While Timmy does his best to survive in this tiny little box. GKS hold high ground with Chaotic Munch outputting ridiculous damage. A whiff to Ryzenol does cause problems for them. Chaotic can and will drop down. Does so and gets shot in the back immediately. Commits to the fight, gets a shield swap, and GKS still managed to lose a member with Naughty going down. Goodbye, disguise, but the fight's not over. We swing, we look forward. Sentinels is in the midst, and honestly, with a little bit of help from Luminosity, they are Save able to stave off that. That's a good point there, Dia, because they're going to look to hit that reset. Time is of the essence, but Xset is the team that's effectively north of LG, and that's going to be a fight about to break out. LG are getting pushed by Xset, even with this wingman out putting so much damage. Xset go for it, and Xset get melted. Coifle and Fun drop immediately, and it's just the trade on Slayer. With Funk still being able to play out support with Sweet at his backside, a smoke should cover the recovery of LG, and they'll be right back into this with seven squads left, and Xset about to leave us. Moist esports, they leave us indeed, but it's going to be Verhol still dead center and knock effectively pushing it. I'm sure they're dancing around each other and LG trying to survive. They've been able to take the top of the leaderboard 52 points, and there's still more to be had. They want double digit eliminations. Behind LG, GKS just got back in. Naughty has returned and is a full three-person team. GKS are moving up. Nine lives going to be doing exactly the same. Coming around these stairs, Nasty does lay in a lot of damage, but Naughty is down. GKS are burning to death on the low ground while TSM just tries to survive in the corner. Verholst is just like, ah, don't mind me over here, living my best life, texting the buddies, trying to survive and get the point. No, I'm just kidding. He's probably eating. But for drop-in gaming, Stunny throwing up the fences, trying to effectively position themselves out of the line of sight. Holding on to, here we go. There it is. Going to stave off at any of the ordinances, but Native Gaming will fall. We're into the top five and inching ever so closer to the double digits, but Funk's on eight. 
Verhol's going down. We've still got Nyan Lies having dropped themselves in order to finish off GKS. This is the final three squads. LG in a remarkable position have already done so much damage, especially with Sweet's Wingman, which he is constantly ego swinging with. Drop-in gaming will have to move. My question is, will Nine Lies actually be on high ground in order to shut them down? From the shots, it appears that Nine Lies have in fact recovered and are pressuring drop-in from yet another angle. It's LG and Nine Lies in conjunction against drop in gaming the focus of the lobby they have to move and honestly this is luminosity's game to win they're already on 15 eliminations we've got the jenny down here for drop in gaming the healing is coming through just trying to bide some time drop in need a wall but it's it's not going to be up in time they've got one from nine lies that cuts the field in half but with sweet swinging all of drop in gaming he is doing that on his own the backup from funk just now coming in sweet gets behind the wall and we are playing on a knife's edge with crook having gone down drop in gaming is weak they commit to the fight with lg sweet swings out again and again dips back in just before the shield crack finishes no swap available for him it's lg versus nine lives for the end oh this is textbook perfect the wingman coming through just the damage crazy but sweet will fall and funk and slayer well you've got to clutch up in the end game slayer looking for any oh remnants God. of a shield swap that are not available well you go for a thirst and Finally. you are able to get one the radiant transfer comes through and luminosity they are your winners the start of today this is a preseason qualifier team that is making top threes multiple times today that just goes to show you how impressive their macro capabilities are and their rotations just to be effectively able to get there. It's been quite impressive, but honestly, all I care about right now is how many eliminations did Luminosity get? That wingman from Sweet, it was singing, and honestly, oh my god, I, I'm, I'm sweating, Dia. You have to talk. Like, man, this is crazy. I, I want to know, like, the, the ratio, yeah, of damage <laughs> to kills, because Sweet was outputting a lot of damage and we saw it sometimes transition to kills, but actually, when we think about the way that that wingman was hitting, pretty rarely. The swing on them from a lot of teams did get denied, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. The points are going to matter quite a bit here, though, for LG, because they've got a ways to climb on the leaderboard, despite their actually pretty good performance on Stormpoint. Look, I know a lot of people like to VOD review to see what went wrong, but can we VOD review to see what went right first? Sweet and luminosity because yeah. effectively after the contest at lava fissure winning that out forcing alb to kind of go on that solo mission up north past the wall no i'm just kidding sorry that was a game of thrones reference but being able to come down and work their way over towards that thermal station ending i can only imagine what that is going to hold on the series results when we touch on that later but for now i really want to see a lot of the highlights we'll get those queued up and ready for you because it was a journey of a match it was, and it was weirdly played out, too. We had a lot of focus, especially with the Furia fight around the outside of the train line and Moist rotating through Lava Siphon as well. Meat Lovers doing the same thing. So much focus went into the eastern side of the map when teams like Drop-In Gaming very quickly had identified that this was going to pull west, and yet teams chose to fight their way through Harvester, through Tree, <laughs> instead of approaching from the further north or southern edges of this.
Yeah, and you make a very vital point. Think of Furia, right? They go to Harvester, they craft, and immediately barricade forward. We got that beautiful listen in, and it provided a lot of information coupled with some shots to show the positioning of neighboring teams. TSM effectively lying in wait like a like a shark, just kind of waiting to attack and swarm in on them. And although his Watson put up one of the craziest fights alongside Furia, I honestly thought he might be able to pull it off. But this is a very interesting drop here. Effectively, Skirt pulling out of the contest, like you had mentioned. Oh my god, go in, Mirage. But for oversleepers, this is another contest for Landslide in particular. And I know, Dia, we kind of have these conversations where, like, Landslide, a contested POI. Well, for oversleepers, Charmander, it's back to the ball for you. I'm sorry, the lobby. And it's back to sleep. Not getting to play the game up against Oblivion anymore. An early punish that we didn't quite get to see, and then some rough positioning up on top leaves everything in the hands of Oblivion. And a fast couple kills like that will mean the world to them, as right now Oblivion's goal is to be in the top 10. If they continue, if they have a good game here, they could clinch top 5, which again, for a preseason qualifier team, would be such a high standard to set. As we get to look towards that zone, it's Meat Lovers over in Climatizer. They need a zone because effectively, when you think about it, they're in seventh place overall on the day with 35 points, and they would love to move ahead of them because effectively four points separates them from a top five finish. And you know, you know what's interesting here is that I'm looking at Meat Lovers and they have, like you said, done pretty well today. A seventh place, not terrible. Actually, probably where we'd expect Meat Lovers to end. The fact that they're just below TSM is probably the thing that's getting to them most. Meat Lovers brand has been Mad Science and TSM Kryptonite. That's true. I really do miss the days where Meat was contesting TSM, but alas, no longer. If they, if, they, if they can place above TSM today, I guarantee you Tech is tweeting about it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he goes hard on the social media. What do you mean? <laughs> he does. He does. This is, there, there's Honestly, there's no way he's not tweeting about today anyways. About I, I, this, this last game, however, will determine perhaps how happy he is about it. Skirt, certainly happy to have escaped their initial landing spot since they managed to split Mirage and will likely change the way that LG want to loot as well. Because they don't have Mirage Etois unlooted anymore, it's much better for LG to move through something like Countdown and get access to both Beacon and Crafter. This is going to be an interesting for flat here. Nano smoking, barricading forward. Louie able to grab that opening knock, but Nano, the biggest enemy for him was going to be that fence, but he does get to the high ground and effectively starts putting down the pressure. Akimbo, fallen. Last crack is a big one. Furia already here on the third party. Very little HP has actually been lost, however, by Flat. And Watson this time is not going to be connecting for nearly as much damage. Pretty low on the meds and with no openers, Furia are going to back off is, is a wise call, not wanting to risk their whole game on an early fight that they don't have any reason to take. Honestly, Furia was one of the biggest question marks for me out of Group C. Yes, I, I liken them to a Titan for this lobby as well. Really 
proving to show that Group C is the group of death. But for a top five position thus far, with Watson's return to comp and playing alongside Keon and bringing in Madness, their calls have been really good. We got that listening and just hearing Madness hype up Keon. It's a really good moment for them, but they don't land Climatizer anymore. So their rotation will be something that I'll have to keep an eye out for. If it does land Climatizer, it's Meat and TSM are encroaching on their territory, risking eviction. TSM, with very little cover to play, are going to use, I'm not going to call it a panic wall, but certainly one that was forced out and not by their own intention. See how, how well they can stabilize underneath the remainder of Climatizer. Some teams should still be paying attention to this. There's little safe space to play. The only thing I think about when I see them land and immediately start to slow heal with the shield cells is, you know, if you had a conduit, you would have just popped Radiant Transfer to make sure that no one was going to effectively push you. But regardless, hey, they're doing just okay without it. Sentinels look down on them, hoping they can pick up a few kills today. 18th place, not the start that they were hoping for, but I do like that they've switched off of the panic composition that we talked about earlier. It's back to basics, and for Sentinels, keeping that mentality is going to be the most important thing. It could even change their fates in this sixth game, despite the absolutely terrible loot that they have so far. Triple Whites playing the bridge. It is a death trap for them, but Sentinels have only this game left to try and get out of the bottom five. Yeah, but if the comp change works for them, then maybe as we go forward throughout our regular season split one, they can just really start kind of grasping at everything and clawing their way up the series leaderboard. Furia, though, making their way towards that bridge. I see Native. Wait, yeah, 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 Native over there. Arcan as well. TSM taking some space. And let's pull up the map because this is where I'm curious. Last map, Dia, we went through the entirety of Ring 1. And at one point, we had all 60 players in the lobby until they had that oxygen fight. Yeah, it, wa it was actually a pretty calm lobby. Most of the time when we get to game six is where teams actually try and eke out a little bit more of an advantage, take fights that may not be the best, but we're seeing almost the opposite play out in the games today, and especially in this one where I would have anticipated a lot more early fighting and early commits, say even in engagements like this, where just above DNO have managed to hold an awkward position, albeit in Calibatizer, but a tenable one that nonetheless expending the Conduit Ultimate and sealing the doors. DNO should be stable for the next ring. It's going to be really tough, and this is similar to another zone that we witnessed happen in the EMEA region and a lot of places to play in these Climatizer main buildings. And having Catalyst on the majority of our teams reinforcing doors, anchoring them off with the piercing spikes as well. But for teams that need to hit that rotation, most notably Exet, who have poised themselves around Survey Camp and knock with a little wall bounce for style. Also, great style in terms of what they're wearing. Double golds, super valuable, especially with the way that Xset have been trying to play over the course of today. Not exactly a zone team, you may have noticed. Instead, trying to take fights around the edge, trying to pick up kills. And I say trying because it is the operative word. Has not always been working for Xset. Instead, now with trials, of course, benefiting them in the long run, they're playing through the West 
western side of the ring and again playing slow but with the gold shields making the difference perhaps this will be the turning point where they can use the extra momentum they get off of those to turn it into a few more kp We'll have to keep our eyes on that. But for Luminosity, who are still in the zone, going towards this jump tower to really give them that upper edge that they need to fight their way into Climatizer, I'd be curious to see how this works out for them because this is going to be tough. The large majority of our teams have already made their way into Climatizer, so trying to find something that is free and being able to walk into it will be relatively tough because they've taken so much damage from the zone. Yeah, north side of Climatizer, fortunately enough, empty, but a couple bullets could mean the end of LG, where Xset's evac tower tells a very different story. LG do manage to barely make it into that northernmost tip of Climatizer that is as of yet untouched by the zone. The next ring actually pulling to continue keeping them in a safe space. In later zones, however, this will mean that they have to unfortunately, get out of here and start making their way towards the opposite side, perhaps even using a gondola if necessary. Legacy, we had so many questions for them and their return here to Pro League under this name. And now they've got the zone information, but we've got a battle that needs to break out. But with Yanya on the high ground, yes, the Radiant transfer has come through, but we're going to take some time to actually just full heal up. But Nine Lies has been so interesting today for kind of their performance in Pro League coming from those preseason qualifiers. They've effectively moved inside, reinforced the doors, but Yanya says, oh, nah, that's not going to work on me. That was a great sandwich play from Legacy, knowing that they had the 3-2-1 on Jaguaris's door. The nade-breaking doors is changing the fight for Legacy. And with a singular knock, all that's left for them to do is take a reset on the outside, make sure they're full HP, and push in to punish this res. No ordinances come through afterwards, however, and it means they've all got to swing the door now onto a full three-person team. In they come through the wall. Nazul blinded, but still laying out shots onto the top. Hits the Radiant Transfer, keeps his team in the fight. It's him and Yanya against the world in a 1v1. Nine lives do go down in Overlook. And look, now we've got a third party. Nonetheless, Disguise wants to clean up what they can. But hear me out. The energy barricade might make things a little bit more interesting. But Yanya effectively goes down and Timmy keeps on slaying the damage forward. Yes, the frag comes through, but we're able to just get out of sight for that damage and still peppering in. They want to clean this up. Next Ordinance changes the fight, but it doesn't change it enough. It is still a three versus one, and Legacy go down in 17th. No third party on Disguised, who had arrived just in time to pick up what turned out to be 2kp for themselves. A really good way for them, of course, to continue in this lobby, but really punishing for Legacy. We need to talk about the zone, Dia. We need to talk about it. Luminosity, yes, they've effectively made their way over towards Climatizer, but that's not where we're ending. And half of these teams don't have the information that is needed to make a call on that zone. Disguise winning that engagement against Legacy puts them in such a powerful position. This is actually like so not real. I know, I know that it says it on my map, but look at where everyone is playing. Recognize these people play Apex Legends for a living. And now the fact that we've all gotten it wrong 
and need to move south. Like you said, disguises are looking good. LG looking especially rough. How will they make their way into the next ring? Let's listen in to find out. Corner over here, just follow me completely. And why would I say so? I'm gonna kill you. Oh my God, you. Oh my God. We're dead. Just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I can't. We're dead. Oh my God. These lucky. guys aren't even rotating, bro. Yeah. One died. One died. One of them just died outside. Maybe stay. It's just show, show, sorry, bat right here, bat right here. I have a knock, I'm gonna hold run it Run along bow ground, I'm trying to get it. Run along bow ground, I'm trying to get to my yellow side. That's all you, bro. They, they, they have to focus on the rotating, they're resing, this is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play yourself, one on my ping. Two on my ping. They have to they're leave that building, they have to leave that building. They're looking at you, there's two there. I'm dead. Oh, good, bro. Uh, it's just, there's once again, nothing. the worst zone in the game. Oh, great game, guys. I mean, Let's get it first, game. bro. Worst zone in the game. Caster Curse goes brazy. But for the teams that are making their way towards that zone, Fury and Disguised being the only teams to be there, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, very difficult move. I, I, as actually LG had noted, most teams in Climatizer, instead of focusing on their rotate, are focusing on kills because that is what is left to them. It is almost impossible especially if you put yourself deep into climate hazard actually make your way out think of where tsm landed early and now thinking think of how to get out of there and actually access the rest of the game everybody's gonna try and do it but many will fall along the way and there is a ring console that is left in climatizer but with so many teams surrounding it it is too costly to even try you're not gonna be able to get there you would have to expend walls, smokes, anything. And even then, someone would full send you. However, if dudes night out and TSM, they leave here, the time is of the essence. We've got 26 seconds and still need to hit a rotation. We've got the pencil line to play with here. All ultimates available. Evac tower doesn't look like it's at least in Hal's inventory. TSM, however, likely have one to work with, where teams on the low ground like Furia are technically in ring. You can actually camp here looking for a few stray kills that may funnel themselves into the ring. Except get a res onto Koi and an unlikely one at that. Hoping they can reset and make their way up to high ground. If Exet stabilize here, they actually could get one of the best spots in the game. We knew this was going to happen. Dude's night out. Native TSM reps trying to stay alive. Verholst able to get back to full health. But with the entire roster of DNO behind you, they're moving to the other way. And Native whittles away, finds Hal, dropping gaming down and out. And Evan, the anchor, the work hard, play hard that Stella brought up in the pre-show is going to have to ring true here. Really difficult move. Destroys the conduit ultimate, but still has to basically put on his uh, his acting clothes, his costume, to see what teams he can pretend to be on. Because right now, it is looking doomed for TSM, and Verholst does in fact go down. Furia, with the defensive position on the low ground, have managed to take out Native, albeit with Madness going down. A reset is incoming, while Keon steps up to defend. This is such a tough position to play from, especially early on. Now, granted, the train tracks just kind of northeast of them, you can win from, but Keon able to get that hip fire going on the vault and the 30-30 trying to find some damage goes down to about 10 HP. Sentinels have fallen, DNO have fallen, and it's going to be GKS that plays from that northern position. 
Exit come in for the third party. Koifel still up, but Nocturnal has fallen. Can they get him back into the game? Can they continue to output pressure? But no, they get pushed from behind. This is going to be the end of it for Exet. They can no longer continue to play out the rest of the game. Koifel falls in the air. Exet are gone, and it's Evolution to take them out. Furia to join them as well. This is so tough. Our lobby being whittled down by one of the most atrocious zone pulls that we've seen thus far. And guess who's still here? Meet. At the end of it all, they had the most flexible position at the northernmost end of Climatizer in the small buildings that nobody else was going to play. They now look out over at Disguised. It's Meat, Disguised, and Moist who all played the northern end of this ring. I do wonder what Meat will do with this. They have to fight one of the teams, and they do have high ground on Moist and a lot of damage from Luxford. Oh, but an overpeak from Luxfordy there. Gets him caught off guard. Shout out to Enemy from DSG to be able to pick that up. Can we get the reset before it's too late or will we play without them? For Disguise, we have to move from the high ground and a lot of damage being put towards those teams on the north. Unfortunately, Meat Lovers, they will fall and GSK, GKS joins them. Timmy's just built different and some really nice 30-30 shots end that team faster than it had any right to. Oxygen with one player left have reads searching for thirsts. Four teams are left in this game and Oxygen want to claw their way into just one more position. An awkwardly placed nade does deny an exit, but it doesn't get reads any further. Still having to take the 1v1 and losing at the end of all of that to just the one member left from Evolution. And Moist start to move in. Yes, still alive. And DSG recognizing the last threat in the lobby. Yes, there's one member on the low ground, but it's Moist versus DSG for the win. The sights are set. A 3v3v2. How do you effectively put pressure onto Moist to try and whittle their resources down? Evolution playing from the train tracks on the low ground as a duo. You can see enemy going for the ult excels. We want to try and get that wall up for endgame. With high ground belonging to them and only a solo, remember, on Evolution, there may have even been a res actually. Now as I'm looking down, a duo and an attempted respawn beacon in for Evolution. If they can get a third back into this game, it changes everything and puts so much pressure on Disguised. Moist on the low ground. It looks like they might be out of resources. Oh, nope, just kidding. It comes through. Voodoo, you're coming back in that end game. Back into the lobby. Evolution start pushing up. No space left to play in this ring. Moist don't want to push this, but they may have to. The first knock comes in, and it's Disguised, who are still maintaining high ground. Will Moist get greedy? Will they play for a second? Who wants the win, and who wants the kills? Disguised swinging onto Moist. Want the kills. Designful goes down to finish one, then turns immediately onto Moist, swinging through the wall and eviscerating them. Another catwall comes in, and with a rise in gravity lift, up designful gets to assess the situation neither team is finished but dsg are committing to moist he yeets across the catwall and they are taking down moist as we throw down but it's going to allow evolution to lie in wait yes they lost out on voodoo again but we're still barricading forward no ult left for 
Yuris. Instead, the turn on to Evolution means that Yaz will fall. Disguise now have to take on Moist, who they neglected to finish. Enemy goes low, but does not go down. Timmy pops on up with the gold R99 and shoes through Moist once again.